Oh, see, I still don't know. <laughs> acai. Okay. Acai berries. Acai. I just, in my head, mm-hmm. whenever I see the yep. word, I just say acai, and it's much easier. <laughs> 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 and the people in the store look at you and go, um, what? what? You're listening to Paleo Pep Talk. Let's get real. I'm Chelsea, owner of Paleo Pep Talk and a 20-something graphic designer living a big city paleo life. And joining me is my multi-talented mom, Lori, traveler of the open highway living a small town paleo life. Join us here every Monday morning as we share our simple, real-life tips and tricks to add the fun into paleo. Now, let's remember our disclaimer, we're actually not nutritionists, doctors, or trainers, just your average mother and daughter sharing our thoughts and experiences about being paleo. Please consult the doctor for any health concerns you may have. Now, welcome to our Paleo Party. You're listening to episode number 47, the one about paleo non-meat protein. And I'm so excited about this. I actually ran into it a couple of weeks ago when we were doing a different podcast and I decided to save it as its own thing because it's really interesting. Um, because sometimes, like I like I said before, I think it was actually back when I was talking about smoothies and we were talking about bars, protein bars and stuff. Yeah, the protein And bars, I like yeah. to have smoothies and I always hear there's pea protein, there's whey protein, there's, you know, and I know whey yeah. isn't necessarily paleo and stuff, but you know... Um, I came across this list and I'm like, some of these things I've known about actually for years and used to years ago do a few of them. And I totally didn't realize that they were protein sources. I knew yeah. they were nutritional, but I did not but know not they were sources of protein. Protein. Yeah. Right. Right. And sometimes you just want to have a salad and maybe you're just eating light for that meal. I don't eat meat necessarily with every one of my meals, but I eat protein. Some right. kind of protein, but you, some of these you could just sprinkle on a salad or in a soup, and you've got your protein. Oh yeah, so I know. No, I'm really excited about these two, and they're things that I have around actually. Some of these, and I've used before, and I totally forgot about them. So I'm excited about. This. Yeah. Um, in fact, this first one I'm going to talk about. I actually had when I was going through m- getting all my stuff together to mix my smoothies for the week was actually in, I have like a bin of all my stuff and I was kind of pulling it out and looking at everything. And I actually had a packet in there of this chlorella is what it's called. It's C-H-L-O-R-E-L-L-A. Um, it looks it happened, like a green powder. It looks gross. It, it looks like a green powder. I've actually used this years ago. Um, and it can come in powder or you can also get it in tablet form, but it is a green algae, but here's what's cool. 62% amino acid. It's considered one of the most complete foods on the planet. This little green powder. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Every essential amino acid and complete protein is in this plus minerals, enzymes, chlorophyll, and vitamins A, C, E, K, B1, B2, B6, B12, niacin, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff also uh, that's in there that I'm not even going to list. You should just be eating this every single day. It (laughs) seems like you should be. Yes. It boosts your immune system. It helps the digestion. It alkalizes your system. It helps in your heal. You should be doing this. It helps in heal, heal intestinal lining. It yeah. removes toxins and heavy metals <laughs> from your system. Like a it, miracle food. 
<laughs> I know. And it increases hemoglobin in your red blood cells that helps your red blood keep iron and oxygen. It reduces cholesterol, detoxifies your liver. One of the things it says it's best taken on an empty stomach 20 minutes before food, um, which means that you couldn't really mix this in with a smoothie. Now, again, it says best taken. doesn't mean you have to. But again, 20 minutes before a meal or before food doesn't mean that you have to do it just first thing in the morning. It's usually when things stay on an empty stomach, that usually means an hour and a half to two hours after eating. So it could be before lunch. It could be, uh, you know, between after breakfast, think two hours, maybe mid-morning, have two tablets. If you don't have the, if you can't do the powder, you can do the tablets with this. It's all the same. So yeah. you could just pop a couple of the tablets, you know, mid-morning and you're getting this nutrition. So it's oh, so easy you can, to I was just about to say, how do you protein. take this? So it's in tablet form? Yeah, you can also get it in tablet form. There's a ton of it um, on the internet. I would suggest doing some research on what how you want to take it maybe and going to your health food store. Um, asking, you know, kind of maybe asking some people that really know if you have a good health food store with people, otherwise do some research on the internet, but I would probably just do, since it does have to be taken separate from food for best digestion, I would get tablet form and just, you know, find Whoa, out what so would easy. be a good I'm amount. Get some. Yeah. It's easy. And they have it on Amazon. So tons of it. You just That's have to awesome. make sure again that you've feel like it's a credible source, you know, do some research, but, um, yeah. So I was excited about that because I thought, boy, that, that's an easy thing again to, you know, a couple of, it's like just taking a couple of, you know, pills, not pills, but you know what I mean? It's just an easy thing to do and it has protein and stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to get some of that. I want to, it literally sounds like a miracle food, so... I know it does. It does. <laughs> um, well, I'm really excited about this next one too because it's nutritional yeast, which sounds yes. weird and it looks weird and it's gross. Minus the fact that it kind of actually tastes like cheese. And that's so true because yes. my mac and cheese yes. recipe is made with nutritional yeast. Yep. And when I went to buy it, I was like, why am I buying this gross thing? It's so good. And it's so cheesy. It's kind of incredible. So um, it's also really good source of glutathino, which I'm not sure what that is, but it boosts your immune response and detoxification. Um, and that's so glutathione. It, oh. Glutathione. Yeah, that. <laughs> so it also <laughs> neutralizes bowel irritation, soothes inflammation, and restores normal yep. bowel movements. Wow, yep. I really need to be taking this stuff, all of these things. You do. You do. <laughs> Overall, it's a great immune-enhancing property. So this says to take a couple tablespoons in water or a smoothie or on a salad every day. Yep. Which sounds gross, but okay. Because it tastes like cheese, so I don't know how good it's going to taste in water, but... Well, but it also kind of has what I would call even a nutty flavor too. So yeah. nutritional yeast has been around, I mean, I think 30 years ago I was doing nutritional yeast. And I, again, it's one of those things you just forget about when the next thing comes along and you, you know. Right. So several of these things we're going to talk about today, I've already decided I'm going to get these and put them in my little bin of all the stuff and yep. just be 
you know, switching off and taking these things because this is great just just to sprinkle on a salad. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But this, uh, yeah, nutritional yeast has always been out there. It's a little, one of those secret things, or not secret, but things that you know for. You know, was really popular in like the seventies, eighties. You know, and yeah. then um, kind of went by the wayside, but it's still there. Well, that's great. Um, did you have anything else to say about that? No, I'm just really excited okay. about it because I know. And you have some, don't you, at that at your house? Of course, oh yeah. Some of these things I would recommend, like nutritional yeast, any of the things that are flour or powder, like not flour, but like powder like that and stuff that I would keep in the refrigerator or the freezer. Or if you use it quickly enough and you're not in a, living in an oven, you know, you could probably keep it on the shelf. But a lot of these, you don't want to go rancid. And so just smell it. If it doesn't smell right, it's rancid. Okay. So it's really best. Again, this is the perfect solution for ball jars. Throw it in there. Label it with a pin. Put it in your refrigerator and have it, you know, yep. just right there ready to use. And then you'll see it, too, when you're making meals, yep. you know. Um, okay, so I'm going to talk about sea vegetables, which in the most, mostly we think of seaweed. Yeah. They are, seaweeds are 50% protein, which pound for pound c- competes with animal proteins. That's and so again, crazy. pound for pound, you have to think about how many, how much seaweed you'd have to eat. Well, <laughs> to get a pound. that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot but of seaweed. It is a, it is, but 50% of what you're eating with the seaweed is protein. Um, and there's more minerals than any other food in uh, seed vegetables. Um, they are a great source of iodine, which keeps your thyroid healthy, and that's really important. Um, and I'm going to just go through some of the ones mentioned. Kelp, which most people know about kelp. You see it all the time. You can get kelp flakes. You can get kelp salt. You can get kelp. Isn't uh, kelp what you used just, to tell uh, me that we sheets. put on our face? Um, on Vashon, well, at Vashon Island, it. which is oh, there, yeah, there was kelp there, and we would squeeze the little. There was like little berries on it. We'd squeeze it in that the jelly that's in there is supposed to be good for your skin. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we used to do that. Um. Then there's something called kombu, and it's grown mostly in Japan or Korea, but you can get most of these at Asian places, Asian food, or even health food stores. But that's just one of them. One called arami, a r a m e. I don't know if that's correct, but arami or it's a brown algae, kind of. It's known as the sea oak, and it is known in Japanese cuisine. Okay. There's wakami. I, again, I don't know if I'm exactly pronouncing these correctly. Um, it's subtly sweet in flavor, um, and it's commonly used on soups or in soups or on a salad. Okay. There's nori, which you see mostly with sushi. So it's a red algae, and you see a nori a lot of times at a sushi bar. They'll list the, the nori okay. on there. And dulce, dulce or D-U-L-S-E, and that's a red algae also, and that usually comes in flakes. That is actually grown in the northern parts of the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean, so it's kind of the only one other than kelp that's kind of more local to the United yeah. States um, as far as the source. But um, they can be, you can find sea vegetables in powder or whole, whole 
form or a flake form and you can add it to soups you can add it to smoothies you can sprinkle it on a salad again you can roll them up in your sushi they're very versatile i don't like the taste of seaweed that's part of why i don't like sushi is i and i know i know everybody says you don't have to have seaweed on your sushi okay fine <laughs> but <laughs> i i just i think of it it's what's in my head when i hear sushi and so i'm, I'm automatically repulsed seaweed, yeah because i'm not it's that that taste isn't real great for me, although I can see maybe, you know, some of the trying some of these other ones that I've never tried before. Yeah. I yet yeah. I don't know what they taste like. I've also never had them. They're probably also seaweed y ish. <laughs> I would assume. Well, like yeah, well like this wakami, it says it's subtly sweet. Well that's um, true. You know, so I don't know what that means exactly in seaweed world. I don't know either. <laughs> Probably not ice cream. Probably not. But maybe you could add some to your avocado <laughs> ice cream. The, oh, you know what? You probably could. I bet you could. Yeah. Um, okay. I bet so, you could add some chlorella. Oh, no, you can't add chlorella. No, you can't add chlorella. Never mind. I'm going to... You could put nutritional yeast. <laughs> yeah, you could put nutritional yeast. But no, that's gross. That's cheesy. No, it's just the seaweed. Well, that's true. That's true. Okay. I'm going to to the next one, which is bee pollen. <laughs> which this shocked me. There's protein in bee pollen? I know. That's, I mean, I guess the bees have to live off something. I don't know. But it's one of the... Well, I don't know that bees eat pollen or not. You always see it. They grab, they gather it from the pistola or whatever, or the pist... Yeah, whatever it is of flowers and they put it on their legs and they take it back to the hive to feed the queen bee with or something I guess to make royal I don't know but um, I just was shocked at that I know. so tell us about it so it's loaded with easy to digest amino acids um, and wonderful other oh, benefits good. that it has um, and it this is one way to know if you have a good batch of it or not you can do the water test. So if it sinks, then it's you put it in water. And if it sinks, it's good bee pollen. And if it floats, it's likely rancid. Oh. Interesting. Oh, that's that's really good to know. Yeah. So that's um, a fun have little... You, do you remember having... You've actually had bee pollen. Yeah, I actually used to take it quite a while ago. It was actually one of the things in that first book, The Undiet, that Grandma had got me. Bee pollen was one of the things oh, okay. that was good to take in there, and so I actually have some. Yeah, well, it might be rancid now. Yeah, I'm going to have to the do the water test. Thing. That was right years ago. But you can test it. Yeah, I know. So that's good now to know. you can test it. Bee pollen is another one of those things from around the time you were born, so about 27 years ago. I have to say, this podcast is coming out... The week of your birthday, I believe. <gasps> yes, it is. Which is, is September 21st. Do you remember? And this is, this is like my, your birthday, but my like, I don't know if you call it like half-life. Because I am 54 and I was 27 when I had you and you're turning 27. I'm turning 27. Oh my God. And that's how old I was when I had you. That's and I'm 54. So crazy. it's like the only year that'll ever happen. The only year. Oh. I know. That's so cool. I know. I don't think it'll ever happen. Nope. It'll never happen again. Nope. Yep. 
That's until so let's see, we could do a division, a third, a third life. So a third life, maybe when I'm, let's see, fifty-four and twenty-seven is eighty-one. So yep. when I'm eighty-one, that would be a third life. Is that right? Math? I don't That's know. Crazy. When I'm yeah, it'd be a third life. You'll be turning fifty-four, fifty-four, and I will be eighty-one. Whoa. Yeah. But you're That's 54. too scary for me to think about you turning 54. But <laughs> but you're 54 and <laughs> Grandma's not 81. Grandma's 80, I guess. No, because she, she, had I, she was younger. 25 when she had me. She's, okay. yeah, she's 78. She'll be 79. So. Oh, that's so yeah. weird. My yeah. grandma looks like she's like maybe 60. <laughs> maybe, I know. She's maybe. so young looking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, she Your has turn. perfect skin, but she does. So, I, but anyway, bee pollen is another one of those things. When you were born, I was doing the whole bee pollen thing, and that was twenty-seven years ago. You know, that was wow. like the big thing, bee pollen. Yeah. So, okay, so this next one, and I'm not really sure for sure how to pronounce this, but it's uh, let me spell it. It's T O C O T R I E N O L S, and it's to tocotrienols is what. That's how I'm going to say it. Tocotrienols. Yeah. Tocotrienols. Now, I'm going to say what this is, and people are going to go, for part of it, what what it first explained, it, they're going to say, that can't be paleo, but That's let exactly me explain I further. I know. Let me explain further. So it says that it's rice bran solubles. It's like a creamy powder, excellent for making ice cream, a good protein powder, uh, great vitamin E source found in crude. Okay, so this is the part that's different. Now, it said it was rice bran solubles. So I did a little bit of research. It is found in rice bran, wheat germ, and oat, oats and barley. Mm -hmm. However, that isn't the best source of it. The best source is that it's found in crude palm oil that uh, is extra extracted from the palm fruit that is the source that you really want um interesting it has to do with the it has more of the tocotrienols in it so apparently there's a bunch of them and there's different ratios the okay. rice one the rice bran the wheat germ all that one is a lower ratio and it's more scarce and it's a little more expensive to get the palm one but the palm one has a much higher and it's like this incredible thing it ha it's like for brain health i mean there, oh actually there's so many things listed you've got to do research on it it's fantastic one of the big things is it's a, it's a neuroprotectant from strokes really and it's they've done a bunch of research on it for prevention of strokes so please you know if you or your family have um i mean anybody can have a stroke but some people have higher uh things going on that can cause that or whatever and there's a whole bunch of other i mean the health benefits went on and were very scientific this one was the most scientific of all the other ones but definitely look into this because uh 
just the having something that's so focused on neuro protection and uh, protection from strokes and stuff is huge. And you don't see that a lot as an actual listed thing in health, you know? Yeah. So if you can get some, you can get this in pill form or powder form. Uh, so, you know, and it's all over Amazon too. You just need to learn who your sources are, what you trust, you know, do, do your own research and, um, definitely something I'm going to look into. Yeah. Interesting. I'd never heard of it before. Yes, I um, have never heard of that. So my next one I've heard of plenty, even though no one really knows how to say it. <laughs> but it's acai berry. Oh, I know how because I looked it up. Acai. Acai. Oh, a C- I still don't know. <laughs> acai. Okay. Acai berries. Acai. I just, in my head, mm-hmm. whenever I see the yep. word, I just say acai and it's much easier. <laughs> <laughs> And the people in the store look at you and go, um, what? what? Uh, mainly you see these in the store covered in chocolate. Those are the ones that I yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they are by themselves so good for you. They're delicious, too. They're so yummy. Um, they're an Amazonian berry. And mm-hmm. it's one of the only fruits that contains an array of amino acids and fatty acids. It's mm-hmm. almost an identical protein an amino acid profile to an egg. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That's so interesting. Yeah. So you could have, you know, that's probably why acai berries are so popular in like smoothies and stuff because it has so much yes. protein, which now I know why I'm getting that, which is cool. Yeah. Well, and it has other things in it too. And it's also a good... Um, I think of it as almost like a fi- the berries, the little thingies are kind of, I would think, good fiber, like, you know, yeah. in your system, too. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was so weird here. A berry has protein in it. Yeah, it's crazy. I thought that was interesting. Um, and then dur- durians uh, is another fruit, this. like the acai berry, that has protein in it and who knew and durians what is a you can find at asian markets and i have seen them myself personally in vietnam they're all over they are smelly they stink uh, they're known often as the smelly fruit they're Why about they the size smelly? of a cantaloupe but kind of yeah they're kind of like the size of a cantaloupe but more um flat flattened than round and they're spiky they got all these little spikes on them and they're kind of a I don't think I've ever tan seen color those. tan orangey tan color um if you pulled it up you'd probably recognize seeing it somewhere they had them all over in Vietnam and you but and you wouldn't find them probably in your normal grocery store it's probably going to be in an asian market oh okay um but they are called Durians, they are a good source of protein, and they also have high levels of tryptophan, which is great for depression and insomnia, and it raises the brain serotonin levels, which make you feel good. And one of the things um, suggested is because they are so smelly, people don't want to deal with them because they stink so bad, but you can apparently buy them frozen and then and then what uh an uh, article i read recommended you get get them frozen and they aren't as smelly you can leave them in your sink overnight uh to thaw and then you can uh cut them 
cut the, I don't know if, when they say frozen, I don't know if it's already cut out of the outside shell or not frozen, but it just said to leave them in the sink overnight, and then you can make a, a custard out of the meat in put it in a high speed blender and make a little custard out of it for a post protein meal. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. It I doesn't taste it. bad. It's the smell that's bad. But they taste okay. That's so weird. Yeah, they taste okay. Yeah. Weird. It's the smell that's bad. The smell is why people don't like it. Um well so another one is hemp seeds, which Hemp protein is really popular right now, at least here in New York. I see it um, a lot in juice bars and smoothie places and hemp protein. And I never knew if that was actually paleo or if it is actually good for you. So I'm very glad to know that it actually is good for you. Um, So it says that this Wonder Seed packs 30 grams of protein per tablespoon. That is insane. That's crazy. So it's easy to overdo. I was so going to say, you can't have too it. many. No, 30 grams of protein is all that your body can digest at any one time. So, so you don't want more than a tablespoon. Get, well, so you do not want more than a tablespoon. And if you have any other protein in what you're doing, then you want to cut that back. So they are really high. And I kind of wondered when I saw that, but you did the research on that. Uh, there's hemp. Um, seed, and then there's hemp. Um, oh shoot! Oil. What's it called? Well, there's hemp oil too, uh, but and which is new, and I haven't done any research on that. Richard picked some up uh, the other day, thinking that that might be good, and I haven't really looked into it. But the hemp. Um, oh my goodness! It's not the seed; it's the hemp meal. Like it's like meal more, like hemp. Oh, like how there's like almond flour. Oh, I can't and remember almond what you call it. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like a meal, you know, so I don't know if it's just that the seed ground up or not. But yeah, yeah, you can overdo because if you overdo protein, the protein just gets stored as fat. Your body just can't. It just goes up and gets and it just creates places in your fat to store it. So you don't want to do that. So you want to that. And so so for for the money, hemp seed, if you're looking for a good protein source for a shake, I mean, yeah, At that's the awesome. most, a tablespoon, I would probably do maybe two teaspoons. You know, good value. Yeah. And it contains also nine essential amino acids and omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids. So there's lots of good stuff in them. Yeah. Did it say what the ratio of omega-3 to omega-6 was? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. I didn't know. I know on the oil, now that I think about it, I think there was twice as much omega-6 as there was omega-3. And that was the other thing is, if you remember way back, we did a a podcast on fats. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it because it really was instructional on the fact that we don't get enough omega-3s and we get way too many omega-6. Yeah, And having out of being out of balance... Yeah, being out of balance with your omega-6 being too high can actually cause inflammation in your body. Yep. You need omega-6, so I'm not saying don't get it. I'm just saying make sure you're getting enough omega-3. You'd really like to have a one-to-one ratio. Yep. So, Yeah. But no, that that's really good because you are getting omega-3. I don't think any of the rest of this had any of the omegas in it. So. Yeah. It's a great one. That was good. Anything else on that? No, I think that was it. 
Okay. Well, now this next one I had never, ever heard of, ever. Uh-huh, um, it's called mesquite. <coughs> yeah, it's called mesquite meal, like mesquite wood. You know, yeah. that's what I've heard of mesquite trees. I've heard yeah. of mesquite, you know. Or like but barbecue. Mesquite- yeah, for barbecuing, yeah. But this is mesquite meal, and so I'm not exactly sure what it comes from, if it comes from the mesquite trees. I, I guess I should have looked that up. Um, but anyway, it's called mesquite meal. It's a smoky sweet powder protein. It has calcium. It has protein, calcium, magnesium, potassium, iron, zinc, the amino acid lysine in it. Um, it's a sweet, rich, molasses-like flavor, uh, which... Uh, tastes, I guess, a bit like caramel. So they said it was great for smoothies, great to pair in a smoothie with cacao, cacao powder, whichever, and um, get kind of a caramely uh, yeah, chocolate flavor. So, so I've never from, heard of that. So I'm definitely going to look that up too. It comes from ground pods of the mesquite, which is a tree that grows throughout North America in arid climates. Okay. Oh, and okay. Has, so it comes it has from seed pod, pods. Like seed pods or something? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good to know. Well, that's really, that's really interesting. I'd never, I mean, I'm just fascinated by the stuff that, you know, we hear about because, you know, all the plants on the earth for the most part, not, I shouldn't say all the plants, there's a lot, there's poisonous ones too, but the, everything that our body actually needs is here yep. on the earth in the form of plants and animals and whatever. We just need to find them, you know? Yep. So yep. it's pretty And cool. then of course the last one that we cannot not mention is eggs. Everyone knows eggs are a great protein. Um, You can have eggs in many, many, many ways. Um, We have a bunch of recipes. If you're a paleo newbie or want some new egg recipes, I have a ton of them on paleopeptalk.com under resources and breakfast. Um, Lots of eggs. Uh, Eggs are delicious. You can't overeat them because sometimes if I eat too many eggs, that don't feel so great. (laughs) But... Well, yeah, They're great. and uh, yeah, but just be, you could be creative with your eggs, and I think we did a podcast on eggs, too. Yep, and you could also, or, if you listen last week, give it to your cat. That's right, your cat would love to have, and actually, uh, there's other things that we've just listed that might even be, you know, good to just sprinkle on your animal's food, That's too. That's true. Um, yes, they need their meat and stuff, but some of these things might be good for them, too, so. Yep. Well, I think that's an awesome list, and I'm so excited to try some of those things and have them around. I know. Me too. Yeah. Me too. So next week, we are going to do an episode that's not necessarily paleo-related, but just kind of health and um, interesting uh, kind of trend right now that I've been seeing a lot of that has been around forever, and I my mom has done it, I think, before. Um, but it's, um, the trend of, or I don't know exactly what it's called, but intermittent fasting. Um, and, uh, it's actually funny because at the end of this article that we were just reading, the last thing it talks about is fasting for protein digestion. So the, the whole idea of the internet, intermittent fasting is really interesting to me and I kind of want to try it. So We've been reading, I've been reading a ton about it and seen a lot of articles even on like Facebook and Time posts some articles recently. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited for us to talk about that and just kind of see the pros and cons of doing it or not doing it. That's right. 
Cool. And um, happy birthday to you this week. Thank you. And to everybody else that's having a birthday, September 21st, or any other day this week, happy birthday. <laughs> any other day, happy birthday. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, we will be back with you next week, and I will be a whole year older. That's right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for hanging out with us for the past half hour. We are so grateful to have you all here with us and listening along. If you loved partying along with us today and want to share it with your friends, please do. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes and you can follow us on Instagram at Paleo Pep Talk. And you can find a ton of resources, all of our encouragement, and of course, join our Paleo e-party at www.paleopeptalk.com. And very important, if you have any questions, fun, silly, whatever it may be that you want us to talk about, please email them to us at paleopeptalk at gmail.com, or there's a place to submit your questions on our site. We cannot wait to hang out with you guys again next Monday, talking about our new topic, answering all of your burning paleo questions. Don't forget to send them to us. But now it's time for you to keep this paleo party going all week, and we'll meet you back here, same place, same time. 